where we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. Today, we're going to be focusing on health that affects both men and women. So this is a a non-biased toward the sexes episode. Before I begin, if any of you are new to The Awakened Man, please go back and check the back catalog. Uh, it's mostly going to be, especially like episodes, and I know you can't episode or you can't access, I think, the first 10 episodes because Apple only catalogs uh, 300 episodes. But if you go episodes 10 to about 250, it's mostly on health, medical cover-ups, FDA malfeasance, uh, biohacks to tap into your body, to to increase longevity, and things like that. And so we we've definitely have episodes on sugar and, and, and so forth. Uh, we have an episode here on sugars, links to cancer, and so forth. And then maybe in the last 75 episodes is when you've when you've gone into the the more of the the men's stuff. Men going their own way, red pill stuff. All right. So today, new limits urged on America's sugar consumption. We know sugar kills. We know it's bad for you. It gives you absolutely no caloric value, meaning that there's no carbs, protein, fats that come from refined sugar. It's strictly just all sugar, which is carbs. But there's no nutrition. There's no like niacin and vitamin C and and you know magnesium and and all these things like that. You, it's just empty calories. It's just empty calories. A federal committee's recommendation that Americans should limit their consumption of added sugars to six percent of their daily calories, down from the current guideline of ten percent, is spotlighting the growing toll of obesity on the nation's health and drawing pushback from makers of candy and soda. The whores in Hollywood. And in Washington, like I like to call them, the, the lobbyists, the total whores, right? They know that that, that sugar is bad for you. But, of course, candy and the soda lobbyists are like, no, wait, 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 wait. This is government malfeasance and control. And, 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 and. Well, I'm not like the, the New York mayors are like, we can't have more than 16-ounce sodas you can sell here. I'm not saying that, but come on. The guidance from the committee's recommendations for new U.S. dietary guidelines aims to address rising rates of obesity and the poor quality of most Americans' diets, as has been linked to COVID. Because we know that with COVID, most of the people who have died had comorbidity, obesity, respiratory problems, diabetes, and so forth. Obesity has been linked to an increased risk of health problems, including type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and cancer, and raises the risk for severe illness with COVID-19. Quote, one of the biggest health challenges related to nutrition in this country is overweight and obesity, says Elizabeth Meyer Davis, chair of the nutrition department at UNC, who chaired the federal committee's beverage and added sugar subcommittee. Most Americans aren't even 
limiting their added sugars to the current 10% guideline. I, of course not. Nearly two-thirds of people age one and older consume more than 10% of their daily calories in added sugar, according to a 2013-2016 data analyzed by the committee. This means consumption is 13%. Oh, I think it's much higher for most. I like it. It's nearly two-thirds of people age one and older. Am I wrong? Or, I guess one is one-year-olds that can eat uh, pureed food, right? More than 70% of U.S. adults age 20 and older are overweight or obese, according to a 2015-2016 figures from the Center for Disease Control. About 42% are obese, according to a 27-2018 CDC data. Nearly 14% of all children aged 2 to 5 are obese, as are about 18% of 6 to 11-year-olds and about 21% or a quarter of 12 to 19-year-olds. The subcommittee is recommending that toddlers under age two not consume any added sugar. This will be the first federal dietary guidelines to include recommendations for children under two. That's true because you don't want them to get overweight because once they're overweight, it's almost impossible for them to lose weight. I am the exception, and there's a few other exceptions, but as a whole, uh, it's not. Go to my episode, The Confessions of an Obi Child on the Stocky Son, where I talk about my oldest son, how it probably released about a year, year and a half ago. I'm concerned he's going to get fat and go through the hell that I went through as a child. And uh, yeah, he's he's just gotten bigger. And it's uh, it just breaks my heart because it's like you don't want to bring it to his attention. But at the same time, you want to try to curb what he's eating that's poor. But at the same time, I only have him four nights a month. So it's not much I can do bring it up to his his mother. And, of course, if anything is coming from the father about the how to how to, to parent the child, she's going to say no, you know, right? So, so you think you think air is good for him? Well, he's not gonna breathe air. You know, it's that kind of thing. So, it's only so much we can do. The new limits apply only to added sugars found in processed foods, from soda and pasta sauce to cereal and yogurt, as well as honey and sugar itself. The primary source of added sugars in America's diet is sugar-sweetened beverages. Amen. A 16-ounce grande pumpkin spice latte at Starbucks, for example, has 50 grams of sugar, or already 10% of a 2,000-calorie diet. 2,000 calorie diet is the one for women. So men, uh, FDA says we can have 2,600 calories. And that's largely based on a lot of factors. Right? Men tend to weigh more. We tend to be taller. But if you're a sedentary man, your uh, your daily calories shouldn't be 2,600. Or if you're training for a triathlon, it shouldn't be 2,600 either. But it's true. If you break down the stats on a 2,000 calorie diet where it is at right now at 10%, that's the recommendation. We can have no more than 50 grams of sugar. Good luck. I mean, a soda has 25 grams of sugar, and then you're getting sugar here and there from ketchup, from yogurts, for things that you add in your drinks, from tons of condiments. Even if you were to do some sort of keto diet, it's very hard to limit these things, especially if you're buying middle aisle foods, which is how the grocery stores make money. The committee isn't discouraging intake of foods that naturally contain sugar like fruit or milk because it says those foods provide other nutritional benefits and that most Americans aren't eating enough of them. Uh, milk is a problem. Go to the episode we have. We have two episodes early on. Go under the first 75 episodes of the problems with the typical conventional milk in America, how it's all shut up with growth hormones, and it has casein, which is a known tumor grower. Uh, we also talk about the pesticide issues. And look, dairy has lactose issues, and um, I... I, I don't really see the point of it. We consume too much dairy as Americans as it is, and it ends up being giving us intestinal problems. I just think, and I also have an episode on a review of non-dairy milk alternatives, so like coconut milk, almond milk. So go check out that episode. But I don't agree. And fruit, 
We should eat unlimited amounts of vegetables, but fruit, really those are that are low in the glycemic index, so those that don't have a lot of sugar. So the thing about fruit is if you look at pineapple, if you look at watermelon, grapes, these have tons of sugar. Raisins, of course, have tons of sugar. So you really should stick to the berries. Berries have very little sugar. Let's keep going. Overall, the committee wants Americans to eat more foods that are included in diets associated with good health outcomes, which it says are rich in vegetables, fruits, whole grains, and lean meat and poultry, and has fewer foods linked to poor health, including sugar-sweetened foods and drinks, refined grains, and large amounts of red meat. I agree with most of that. Uh, they're just kind of echoing the, the Mediterranean diet, which their studies always show is the best diet to have. I, I would not necessarily agree on, on large amounts of red meat, especially processed meat, for sure. Go to that video we have. It's linked to colorectal cancer. Red meat, uh, you know, I, I don't really necessarily have a problem with it because most of the studies that they've done who, on people who eat a lot of red meat who end up getting pancreatic cancer, colorectal cancer, and all these things, it's also because they have other poor dietary habits like smoking and drinking too much. Also, they want you to eat whole grains. Yeah. That's a whole gluten sensitivity issue. Go to that video on, 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 I'm sorry, go to that episode on gluten issues. But as a whole, of course, I agree. Anything that's a Franken food or food doesn't exist in nature naturally, we should try to stay away from. I've always kind of endorsed a paleo-esque diet. I think that's the best way to go. The, the new recommendation for added sugars is part of the process of a coming revision of the U.S. government's dietary guidelines for Americans, which is updated every five years. The committee released its recommendation in July. Now, the U.S. Department of Agriculture and the Department of Health and Human Services will review them and issue final guidelines by the end of the year. Good. The dietary guidelines have broad impact. They help dictate school lunch programs, shape state and local health prom promotion efforts, and influence what food companies make. Let me tell you, I have been to cafeterias in public schools intimately. They serve garbage. It's garbage. Tons of processed food. Garbage chicken nuggets, fried chicken nuggets, fried fish patties, just garbage. Why? Because um, it's cheap, right? The The school district gets tons of money to provide free meals for kids. And so, but at the same time, they want to save money. So it's not like they're going to have whole foods or something going in there and giving them the highest quality food. A lot of the food that they get, that, that, that provide them the food, like from Sodexo and other places, also serve prisons. You know, it's just low quality garbage that's cheap. Food industry lobbying groups are pushing back, no doubt, right, because they're just whores. The American Beverage Association, which represents drink makers, including Coca-Cola and Pepsi, urged the government to keep the current 10% limit during a public meeting last month. I would love to know what their argument is. <laughs> the current limit, quote, remains an ambitious goal, says Maya Jack, the organization's vice president of science and regulatory affairs. I can't trust anybody whose last name is Jack. Maya Jack. Sounds like a, like a, a Hollywood uh, action star. Noting the beverage company have unveiled products in smaller portion sizes with less sugar. And she asserted that there is no significant new science on the topic. Look, smaller sizes is great, but when you're hooked on sugar, you're hooked on sugar. You're just going to buy more of them, which gives them more money. The National Confectioners Association also wants to keep the limit at 10%. That's the candy people, the Willy Wonkas. And the, the, the Slugworths, there was, quote, there was no new data raised in the committee hearings that would support the change of 6%, close quote, says Christopher Hoare. So why, why would you not want people to consume less sugar? You want your own kids to consume less sugar. That's how you know these people don't have your best interest at heart. It's, like, it's just like that episode we did on Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs never let his kids play with the, iP the iPad. 
and the iPhone and, and all those things. We have that episode on, on, on Silicon Valley execs who don't let their kids on social media. There's a reason. So it's a complete double standard. It's a complete double standard. All they're thinking about is the profit. That's all they care about. The federal committee was made up of 20 doctors and academics. They aren't paid for the committee work and are required to have advanced degrees and at least 10 years of experience in their fields. Anyone from the public, including food company executives and members of health, advocacy groups can nominate someone. Officials from USDA and HHS make the final selection. Thank you for listening to the Awakened Man podcast. Find us on Facebook at the Awakened Man podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needle. Until next time. Music attributed to Nine Inch Nails.
Dr. Meyer Davis says the beverage and added sugars subcommittee members arrived at the new 6% limit by first modeling diets that made up healthy foods that provide necessary nutrients for a range of daily calorie levels from 1,000 calories per day to 3,000 calories per day. So clearly, if you're exercising more or, or trying to gain muscle, you can have uh, the higher limit. You know, when you get old, like 70, 80s, 80 year olds, those, those types of people really need to be eating 1,500 calories a day. They calculated how many calories these healthy foods would take up for the various levels. The calories left over were, quote, what you might call discretionary, says Dr. Richard Matt, a subcommittee member and professor of nutrient science at Purdue. For someone with a 2,000-calorie-a-day diet, for example, the subcommittee calculated that 1,759 of those calories, or 88%, would be taken up by healthy foods providing essential nutrients. That leaves 241 calories to be consumed as added sugar and solid fats. Based on how much Americans ordinarily consume, the subcommittee designates 133 calories or 7% to solid fats and 109 calories or 5% to added sugars. The subcommittee settled on 6% as the general recommendation because, quote, we weren't trying to be unreasonable in how people eat, says Dr. Meyer Davis. Like, we understand you want some sugar because we know that everybody's hooked on sugar because sugar is addictive. The subcommittee also know that added sugars, particularly in the form of sugar-sweetened beverages, fuel obesity and raise the risk of type 2 diabetes in adults. Obesity raises the risk of many health problems, including cardiovascular diseases and many types of cancer and, of course, COVID. Quote, there's no good reason to consume added sugar and there are no good reasons and there are good reasons not to, says Alice Lichtenstein, professor of nutrient science at Tufts. All right, look, this is not shocking. This is not shocking. We know how to eat to be healthy and have longevity. We know drinking six-pack of beer doesn't lead to that. You know what you need to do. It's just a question of you doing it. It's a question of me doing it. We all want to live a long time, and we, we don't want to be wasting away in an old age home. We all want to have quality of life. We don't want to have heart attacks and strokes and then be paralyzed for the rest of our life. We don't want to get cancer. We don't want to get covid all these things. So what they're saying is laudatory to me, honestly. If the guidelines can get as low as possible on sugar, that's great. Will the people listen to it? No. Will it affect obesity rates? No. We're still going to have a humongous obesity rate, 70%. It's just going to go higher because there's a lot of stuff in our food that is highly addictive. They put tons of food additives. Go to those episodes on monosodium glutamate and other things like that. Go to the episode we have on food porn. The other issue is we know right now during COVID, people have gained, right? The COVID-19, people have gained weight. They're anxious. They're depressed. They're turning to comforts. They're turning to alcohol. They're turning to drugs, all these things. With the lockdown, more people become sedentary and they're already sedentary enough. I mean, this is why people, when they go to work, they try to implement like treadmill desks just to get moving because sitting is the new smoking, right? So I laud any attempts to get our butts moving as long as it's not against our civil liberties, and to lower the amount of sugar. And so it's a very fine line because part of me wants to do some sort of, I don't know, totalitarian, draconian measures and just destroy candy and soda, just get them off the market. But then again, you know, it's it's free will, right? But it's tough when you got food porn shoved in your face all the time and you are addicted to these things at a young age. But ultimately, ultimately, we are responsible for what we put in our body. Ultimately, we are. So just know, you know what you need to do. If you have a propensity for eating too much sugar, drinking too much alcohol, work on your demons because it's the demons that are pushing you to do that. That's early childhood trauma, which we focus quite a bit on here. 
focus on your early childhood trauma, especially if it confessions of an obese child, because that's what's pushing you to have a non-healthy life. Okay, self-loathing, defeatist mentality, uh, neglect from your parents, abuse, all these things. So work on that. And of course, just try to avoid the middle aisles. Just try to avoid the middle aisles. Just stick with foods that God made and try to limit as much as you can the Franken foods. Guys, the website's Naturopathic Earth. Speaking of food, we have tons of recipes there that are paleo-free, dairy-free, healthy foods. If you want to help us out, there's a PayPal link in the episode notes here. Click on that and donate five shekels if you can. Also, we're Amazon affiliates, so go to Naturopathic Earth. There's a link in the episode notes. And go to articles and click on one of the recipes and then click on one of the Amazon links. It'll take you to Amazon and then from there, buy whatever you want. And we get 2% commission at no expense to you. Speaking of weight loss, go buy one of my books, Confessions of an Obese Child or Revelations of a Weight Loss Warrior. You can find those on Amazon, Kindle, or paperback. And if you need some one-on-one coaching from the Red Pill or from health weight loss or weight maintenance, perspective contact me through the clarity fm link and lastly please subscribe and post an honest review for this podcast as well as confessions of an obese child which will also simulcast this episode over there and the essential oils and holistic health apothecary which we just had an episode on why women should be taken testosterone replacement after menopause so they can keep their sex drive until next time take care god bless bye-bye